0: Subtle. Uh hey everybody, we back again. We back. I'm Spencer, and of course we have our licensed clinical therapist Nas.
1: Hello, y'all. Dr. Nas, Dr. Nazir. Hello. 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 What's
0: Lots of hello's from? there. Hello, hello. Hello? All right. Hello. Hello. Uh-huh. Uh this is the Different Spectrums Podcast where we talk about movies, shows and the mental health aspects that surround them. We also like to have some laughs, so don't take us too seriously.
1: Or do. That's up to you. But you're not going to have any fun.
0: Well, there you go. (laughs) Uh, And, of course, uh, please go and uh, don't forget to run up our likes for us. We'd really appreciate it.
1: Please. It helps out. helps out a lot of other people. If you like and share, you're legit affirming and validating, helping a lot of other folks get a lot of good information and have a good time.
0: Uh, so, today we are taking a look at the Netflix movie, right? Movie? Movie. Uh, called Love at First Sight. I love you. Love I love it. you. I want to lather you up in the showers. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, so, we're going to be taking a look at a few different topics for today, but one being. How can we let our emotions out?
1: Let them out. How can
0: we do it? Let them out. Don't be don't get stuck in the numbers and the the stats. Look at the heart, right? Yeah. It's what I say to everybody who likes Kirk Cousins. They're like, oh, look at that. He's he's a stat guy. Look at all those great stats. And I'm just like, look at him on the field. He looks like a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I say, but yet <laughs> nobody wants to listen. Nobody wants it's, to listen. Nope, so we're just going to go 1 in f- fucking 10 this year, so let's do it. <laughs> um,
1: you know, a staff guy, because there's 17 games, but whatever.
0: <laughs> you know what, but we're going to quit at 10. We're just going to be like, you know what, we're done with this franchise. It's we're done.
1: We're just going to move. We're done.
0: Yeah, let's just move in the middle of the season. Yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, Nas. anything before we get into the
1: show uh specifically we want to talk about love um what's it got to do with it what's it got to do with it well yeah but we're going to talk about love uh specifically like this vulnerability thing and we're going to talk about a little bit of ocd obsessiveness and how Mm. what that could cause that what is that um and yeah you know i mean technically we're talking about masculinity but in general we're just talking about emotional vulnerability and why it's just hard so why is it hard to be vulnerable? What's the pros? What's the cons? Uh, so it's interesting. For those of you that are icky with emotions, well, let's talk about it. Um, but yeah, should be uh, not necessarily fun, but, you know, we always we always have a little fun with the tism. We the tism Just a tism little tism. bit. The tism boys. <laughs> we the tism boys. <laughs> <laughs> Can we put that on a shirt?
0: We definitely can. To,
1: okay. to we, we, uh, we're, not, we're gonna get we're gonna get sued. Okay. <laughs> Super I don't know. All right. Uh yeah, let's get into it. Let's let's uh, talk about it. Let's check it out. Boop, boop. Boop, boop. Boop, boop.
0: Hey everyone, thanks for watching our show today. We just wanted to take some time to give a special shout out to our collaborator, Cat and Raven Design. They are a small queer-owned business that specializes in LGBTQ pride soaps. They have great designs, some that even look good to eat, but don't. You can get 10% off your entire order if you use the code DSP or go to our link tree. Help support this great small business and help give back to a great community.
2: your dress is horrible. <laughs> I like it. No you don't. I do. No you don't. It's pretty. Proper. So how was it? A wedding? Yeah.
0: Oh well, it doesn't matter. Come on. It was annoyingly
1: nice and Charlotte's totally unhateable and my dad's genuinely happy, so
2: Oh God, that sounds awful. It's the
1: worst.
0: (laughs) I feel pretty shit that I just complained about my dad that entire flight. Why? Because he's not dying. Why didn't you tell me?
2: A bit complicated, don't you think? Hey, nice to meet you. Um, mm-hmm. By the way, my mum's dying of lung cancer, so I'm flying back to London for her memorial. But, plot twist, she's not actually dead yet. She's just throwing herself a Shakespeare-themed going-away party, which is a completely normal thing to do when you should be getting treatment. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. Really? You know, only 9% of lung cancer patients make it past 10 years.
0: Why do you always do that? What? Explain things away with numbers and stuff instead of just saying something honest. Like... Like, I don't know, like anything. Something that you really feel. <laughs> um, sorry. I, I, I want to. I just feel like this isn't...
2: You said to be honest. No. That's the most honest thing I've done all day. Sorry. like you have a lot going on right now and you're pretending like none of it bothers you. What would you want me to say? Do you want me to tell you that I'm completely gutted? That I already miss her? That this is the worst day of my life apart from the one I know is coming? I'm just trying to be there for you. I don't know. Yeah, well maybe I don't want to spill my guts out to some girl I just met on a plane. Oi, Ollie. People are leaving, so if you want to do that speech, now's the time. Oh yeah, okay. You should go. It was stupid of me to come. I didn't mean that. Uh, no, it's fine. Um, I gotta get back too, so. Uh,
0: tell your family I really enjoyed meeting them. Come on, Ollie.
2: Sorry. It's okay. Not right, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Approximately 17.6% of people oh, will right. walk away from the love of their life. Oliver was
2: about to be one of them. Right, um, I didn't get a chance to speak during the eulogies, so here we go. 37. That's how many plays William Shakespeare wrote in his life. It's also how many my mum read or performed for me and my brother when we were little. <laughs> 1900 is how many days she uh, she took us to school before I started driving. And... Twice is how many times she made me strawberry jam Roly polies when a girl broke my heart. thing is, is I, uh... I tried to measure my mum's life in, in numbers. It's, uh, it's what I do. Mum, you know this about me. It's what I do with everything. It helps me make sense of the world, I guess. The thing is, is that, well. Tessa Jones is not a number. She's not the plays she acted, or the meals she made, or the advice she gave. She's my mum. I'm going to miss you so much.
0: Hey everyone, I wanted to give a special shout out to our collaborator Two Nerds Candle Company. Not only do they have great products, but they are also giving back to a great cause. You can tell that they take a lot of pride in making their candles. My favorite is Spock's Monday Coffee. They're also donating 10% annually to support women in STEM, which stands for science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. You can use our code DSP or go to our link tree to get 20% off your entire order. We think that this company is great, and we think you will too. So go check them out.
1: And we back. (laughs) We real back. Like, we back. We so far back, we back in the closet.
0: Never left, really. Never left. Never left.
1: (laughs) We stay in there. (laughs) It's
0: cozy in here.
1: Yeah, I I like sitting here. (laughs) Jesus. Hey, what up, Carl? <laughs> oh, we get married or what? Let's
0: oh, uh-huh. just rub oil on each other. Oh. Okay.
1: We'll just stay in the closet. All right.
0: Anyways. Um, <laughs> Jesus. All right. So I'm going to read the little description of the show from IMDb. All right. This is going to be this is peak, peak podcast right here. Let me tell you. Mm. All right. So. All right. So this story follows Hadley and Oliver, who begin to fall for each other on their flight from Chicago to London. Obviously, they are not broke. Um, yeah. All right. Uh, The probability of ever finding each other again seems impossible, but love and London may have a way of defying the odds, period. Uh, That's the description of the show. (laughs) It sounds terrible. (laughs) It sounds horrible. Oh, man. <laughs> Two white people find each other and they're in love. Hey, Who gives a
1: shit? I mean, white power, right? Oh, <laughs> so, so joking. I mean, I'm so joking. White privilege. White privilege. It feels good. <laughs> white power. <laughs> Two sarcastic people. Hey, man. It feels good. Two white people find love. It feels real good. Wow, like it feels <laughs> like
0: the most classic story you could ever see. Most classic. We were on first class and we just found each other. Like I'm oh my you, they God. were on first class. Yep. yep. I bet they were. they were. I bet they were. Yeah. yeah Cause they're
1: like rich as shit. Yeah, so it White people doing good. All bro. the
0: privileges in the world. Doing good.
1: Man, why are we trashing oh, this? This was man. a good movie. Stop.
0: <laughs> Whatever, Don't lie to me and yourself. Okay. <laughs> So after that, uh, we'll get into the scenes here. <laughs> um, yeah, you really want me to? I think you should describe it because I'm definitely not going to be the one.
1: <laughs> you go like, look at this white man trying to talk about his emotion
0: and fucking. I wish would have like fell, fell into the water.
1: It really did. <laughs> I hate love.
0: <laughs> white love. I hate white love.
1: <laughs> It's overrated.
0: It's so it's boring over- now. We got
1: it. <laughs> we get it. we missionary. We get it. <laughs> Don't look out of my eyes. <laughs> yeah, all <like> my eye content. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so, uh, small story time. Um, it was small. Nothing to do with that. Uh, it's about the film. So, I... Someone posted this on a story, a therapist that we follow. Um, mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, this looks like super cute. What is this about? And they're like, this is awesome. I said, like, it's legitimately good enough to watch. And they're like, yeah, hey, it's so good. And I was like, oh, okay. And then I was like, well, you want to do a podcast on it? <laughs> Ghost. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm like, wait a minute. You followed our account. And then like, I reached out to you about something like that. And then he just like, I'm like, so, oh, my God. Some people, bro. It's, some people are so funny, man. <laughs> um but i was like no i'm gonna watch this because they said it was good so i checked it out i was like holy shit this is actually really good super cheesy very good um there's a lot of emotional uh depth and layers to folks if you haven't seen it and you like kind of rom-coms this is actually a decent rom-com not a lot of com but a lot of rom it's
0: it was like just a, a romance
1: it's like a rom dramedy a, a drum romedy, a drum
0: don't get stuck in the sauce. Keep going. You got oh, this. I'm, I'm
1: deep in the sauce. I'm like, uh-oh. 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 oh, no. I got acid reflux. I don't like this tomato sauce. Anyone got any beans? <laughs> it's Monday, Monday the podcast, podcast, people. Monday podcast. Get um, on this. Show, Monday podcast. Okay. So background. Uh, obviously, they meet on the plane, uh, right? He... Uh, is going to, like, Yale, super smart, analytics, data analytics. She is going back to London. They, he lives in London. Going back to London. Dad's going to a wedding, and they meet. And he asks a bunch of questions, and they could see it in their eyes. There's something there. There's something magical. And he shares his phone charger with her. And as she takes his phone charger, it is so orgasmic. The chemistry. Oh my. The heat, the moisture. It was
0: definitely an iPhone 15. (laughs) He got that before he even came out. I'm
1: telling (laughs) you, boy. Um, (laughs) So uh, long story short, they're talking on the plane for ages. She says he's going back for a wedding. He's actually going back for a funeral. And as you see in the scene, he's going back for a funeral that his mom technically hasn't passed. It's like a memoriam so people can affirm her and validate her and they can feel good and like throw a party. She's going through her second bout of cancer. She passed the first one, and she did the chemo, and it was awesome, it was effective. And that's when he was so traumatized that he became very analytical and tried to control and manipulate things to where he could feel literally in control and that he could be predictable in like terif- terrifying events moving forward. Thus develops his hyperfixation and, I would say, obsessive-compulsive disorder. Um, so he's very emotionally avoidant. And he kind of maneuvers and pivots things through numbers, and he talks about things with numbers, data, analytics, statistics, facts, logic. Very neurospicy, very neurospicy. But for him, let's say it's more, uh, more just trauma based. But still, feels very neurospicy. Um, we meet them at the f- memorial for his mother. She had just left her father's wedding, and they begin to talk, and she's like. You know how are you doing? And I feel bad because I was shitting on my dad the entire time on the plane. And turns out your mom's dying, and I feel really fucking stupid because you just listening to me like cry about nothing. I'm like, yeah, well, it's mostly you white girls. So there uh, <laughs> goes uh, most of our fan base. <laughs> yeah, most of my fan base. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, your Starbucks order didn't get filled. You know, I'm sorry.
0: I want my pumpkin spice,
1: <laughs> my latte. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh It's just easy to pick on y'all. You know you suck. <laughs> <laughs> um completely joking <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> and so she's d- definitely very emotional, very connected, very authentic in the way she carries herself, um, and very compassionate. She finds out it is a funeral, and she decides right to go to the funeral before we get to the scene, and she's like, I feel like I need to be there for him. And the dad's like, you don't even fucking know this guy. You don't know him anything. She goes, and they have this dialogue, and she's like, how are you doing? He's like, what do you want me to tell you? That my mom's fucking dying, and we're here at this funeral, and, and you want me to tell you that I'm crushed? And that I don't want her to die, and that I want her to do chemotherapy, but she's going to do not do it because, because she doesn't want to go through it, which I understand, but she's allowing herself to die without even trying, because the chemotherapy could be effective, but she's choosing to give up and die. He's very angry. It reminds me of the Rocky scene that me and Spencer did with uh, Culture Change. Uh, if you want to go back and check that out, it's really good.
0: Yeah. You mean Creed?
1: Creed. Oh, sorry. We did Creed Culture Change.
0: I was about to do that. It
1: stinks in here. It stinks. It stinks. Yeah, no, sorry. It was Creed. Um. And so... He blows up, and she's like, Whoo. And before that, she's like, "I want you to be honest with your feelings. I need you to do it for me. I need you to be real with me, Oliver." And then he tries to kiss her.
2: And it's, like, it's a big mistake. There. <laughs>
1: like, all right, she's asking you to be emotional and real when your mom's like obviously dying in the background. And you're like, "I'm gonna put yeah. my lips on you, girl."
0: You know, like in his mind, he was like, "There's like a." <laughs> There's like a seventy percent chance this doesn't work, but still a thirty percent chance. That 30% it could, so. chance
1: that she's going to be eroticized by death. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, hey,
0: mom died. Mm, nom, nom, nom.
1: <laughs> I think there's that one thing on Wedding Crashers where one of them was like, "You ever go to funerals and pick up pick up women?" Oh yeah, I'm like Will Ferrell. Yeah, yeah, Will, Will Ferrell does that. Horrible. Yeah. Um, He's great. <laughs> yeah, great. <laughs> great. Wife folk the worst. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, obviously he messes up. She's like, I need you to be real in this moment. What is going on legitimately? And then, then he blows up. And then they go on different ways. She's like, yeah, um, yeah, I'm sorry. This was a mistake. They walk away. So that was a longer explanation, but I wanted y'all to have some of the details. Mm. So, Spencer. I need, I need you. I need you to dig down deep inside your soul. I I need you to, I, I need you to, need you to, need you to, to pull out <laughs> the some good questions.
0: I like to leave it in. Let me tell
1: you. <laughs> so I need you
0: to. What you got? this is a me? podcast about mental <laughs> is,
1: What you got for my podcast? I
0: have to remind myself. Hey, Bob. <laughs>
1: What's the question, boss?
0: <laughs> All right. So why don't people want to open up?
1: Because they don't pump.
0: All right. And that's the show. Second time we did this joke, but you know what? We're out of here. It
1: still works. <laughs> it still works. Monday podcast. Not the best advice yeah. Uh, oh those of you that watch keep watching these Monday podcasts. I oh, hope you ain't watching this shit to take it seriously.
0: <laughs> this is gonna come out so bad.
1: So oh, bad. The edits for this? I'm not. I don't edit shit. This is all real.
0: Yeah. It's all raw. Yeah. We don't cut nothing.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. So real talk. Um. Yes. You know, opening up. To... <laughs> the way you said. Yes.
2: <laughs>
1: it was so pervy <laughs> um, but yeah like I said sorry uh, real talk that it is extremely hard for people to open up it could be for multiple different reasons it could be uh, familial it's not really done in the family so it could be more like a cultural thing it could be a society thing for, so for like men it's really not a thing that we do is open up also it could be an ethnic thing so again culture but more ethnicities So BIPOC populations will not necessarily have these emotional talks, these emotional depths. You can suck it up. You're fine. We're strong people. We don't really need emotions. Uh, I remember talking to one of my mentors, also a therapist, saying, we ain't got time to be depressed. She was like, that's for white folk. You you got shit to do. We I mean, man, you supposed to be telling me this? Uh, man, I'm
2: crying. <laughs> against the law. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I'm
1: like, well, yeah, I ain't just a therapist. I'm like, well, obviously, I ain't paying for this shit. <laughs> <laughs> but in all seriousness, we have a lot of things to do. A lot of folks that are impoverished as well. I mean, yeah, you can cry, but what does that get you?
0: Mm.
1: So I'll get a lot of folks that are neurodivergent and, or that have been traumatized by a parent that says, you know, fuck you crying for. Like, I'll give you something to cry about. And so a lot of my kids that are struggle at emotional depth or just crying in general or sadness or anger end up being the, those that can't express it in the household because any bit of emotional expression will be penalized physically verbally, physically or verbally or emotionally. Like you will be penalized. You'll be yelled at. You may get slapped. You may get beaten, uh, You may be manipulated and thinking that you are weak and like boys don't cry, women don't cry, we of color don't cry. It could be a thing. So that's one thing. It could be the training for many different things that stop you from being vulnerable and expressing things. And thus it stunts you throughout life. And as me and Spence know, a lot of men really don't like talk a lot about emotions unless we're like truly just sitting by ourselves like no one's around. Then we might talk about some shit like how things going with you and, and your partner, you know a school going, you're struggling and shit. Like, you know, I heard things with mom's tough. Like she's sick, dad's sick. Like there's those talks, but that's like more intimate one-on-one. Hmm. And rarely are we in those one-on-one type of things with our boys, especially when we're adults. It doesn't really happen. So we end up being stunted. And that's all genders, but men a little bit more. And so I get a lot of clients that come to my office, uh, that are partnering with men. So it doesn't really matter if it's a heteronormative relationship or not. um, but they'll be like, my partner does not talk. And I'm like, well, it's because they don't want to? And like, they don't even have the words. They have emotional identification issues. So like we just interviewed Sonny Spencer. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sonny, I, I, I forgot their middle name, but Sonny Wise. I feel like that's their full, mm-hmm. full yeah. Um, yep. Lived experiences educator on Instagram. Wonderful individual. And they talked about having alexithymia and like really hard to have in- good introspection of what's going on and why within their mind body. So that could be a thing. Uh, for a lot of us neurodivergent folks, it's really hard to feel. We feel something, something a rumbling, something's intense, yeah. but we don't really know why it's there. We just know that mm-hmm. I'm feeling something big. Yeah. And that could just lead a lot of folks to decompensate. And so slowly you need to like process through those things. It's it's, it's a thing that we'll get to next. Um, so that could be it. There could be some neurodivergence going on, lexothymia going on. It could be some training. Then there could be some other things going on. It could be habitual rejection. Uh, So rejection avoidance, rejection fear. Mm -hmm. And that's tough. You know, you open up to someone and they reject you, Spence, it's real tough. Real, real, real tough. Uh, But good question. Those are some of the main staples of why people have a hard time opening up. Yeah. And I know there's probably one that you might want to talk about too. Uh, What else you got on this, boss? Well,
0: you know talked a little bit about about being scared about what could happen right and i think that it's a big thing especially today um where there's this there's like these couple of you know videos where they're interviewing people on the street and stuff like that and um one of the question was like what's your biggest ick ick for a guy, which is like, what's your biggest turnoff or whatever? Right. And <clears throat> one of the one of the people answered um someone who's happy, a guy who's being happy, which to be honest, that's pretty terrible Very for toxic. a person to say. Very toxic. And you know, obviously people, a lot of people in like the comments, and stuff like that disagree. But um for me, especially, I think once you see guys who, you know, already don't have that confidence for talking with somebody or even starting a conversation, because, you know, a lot of the times when we want to start conversations with women, say, um, it's automatically rejected because, you know, we could be a threat to them, which Correct. is, you know honest honest opinion Uh, but at the same time it's like how do you how do you meet people if you know you you know don't open up that dialogue first but my my point is is that um, we're so kind of um, kind of stuck in this place where it's like as men we are kind of we're afraid to face that rejection and especially if somebody tells me yeah you're a little bit too happy I'm immediately gonna be like, well, <laughs> well. Weird. Let me tell you something. Weird. You're about to get cussed out.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <Jeez>. <laughs> and and you know, um, but yeah, I mean, what what kind of, what kind of things do you see with people who are kind of too scared uh, to kind of open up to people, or um, what have you seen? with maybe some clients that, or maybe even with yourself,
1: are you afraid to
0: open up a little bit now? A little oh, bit. So I, I, I'm
1: going to try and wrap all these up real quick. Yeah, um, dude. To get to that first comment of that individual, I see these videos all the time of like uh, all, all genders where they're just saying like stuff. And a lot of it is very toxic when they're going up to people in the street, especially if it's like certain geographic things. Like I see a lot of like people interviewing people, like out of clubs and stuff like that, like in Miami and New York. It's pretty toxic. It's a lot of very materialistic stuff. Um, That individual said that I'd be scared of, like, the ick of someone that's happy. I would love to know the context of what that means. But specifically to me, an individual that would say I don't want a partner that is happy, that must be because they are, like, internally sad Mm -hmm. or insecure. So if that person is happy, then they'll be able to set, like, better boundaries and know certain things or do certain things, and thus they'll be able to push away some of that toxicity because I would assume that maybe they would like someone a little bit more needy or clingy, but then again, most individuals don't like that, so they would probably push them away as well. So a person mm-hmm. that said that comment, Spencer, I would assume is a highly toxic individual or just an individual with a, de- a decent amount of trauma, mm-hmm. or they're allowing society to kind of pollute their mind. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Maybe that's a wonderful individual, but a wonderful individual does not say, I hope my partner's not happy. or They're not too happy. That sounds actually quite mm-hmm. terrible. But maybe they could be like, I doubt this, but I can see someone saying that it's kind of depressed. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't want them to be too high because I'm way low. And so if they're super, super high, that makes me feel even lower. Mm -hmm. So it depends. I know that's not what they meant. I'm sure it was very materialistic. But I'm just saying (laughs) that I can see someone saying that and there's reasons why you wouldn't want someone as happy or as ADHD or as extroverted and you're super introverted. I can get some of those things. Mm -hmm. Right. So believe me, when people say certain things like these on these videos that y'all see on Instagram and Reels and in the interviews, a lot of this shit is really toxic. Do your best not to generalize it to all individuals, but also know that there's some crazy ass people out there, man. True. Um, and be very careful with your heart. So now we're talking about vulnerability, and I'm telling you to open up with your damn heart. <laughs> Interesting. Um mm. Can you imagine opening your heart to the individual that said that? and be like, mm. oh, like let me show you my happiness and my joy, and then you kind of maybe like shit on it or manipulate it or like gaslight them into like, you're crazy because you're happy and the world's like fucked up or I hate. It's, it's scary because if you open up your heart, you could get crushed. Yeah. And you don't know what you're opening up your heart to, Spence. So it's like, holy shit, you know, you just met this person. I yeah. mean, with a lot of us neurodivergent folks, we might like, we might over talk in the first few meetings uh, and we might like go too far and we don't know that we're going too far right may yeah, well, overshare is the word overshare yeah but the reason why i see most people that are super scared to open up or the fear of opening up is like i coach a lot of people and we do therapy we build up people's identities core strength of who they are right and then we get into these like pretty good relationships i'm like uh oh he looked like a good man. Oh, shit. We got, we got us a Marlin. We got us a good one now. Here we go. Over yonder. And then we got in the deep bend in the snag or two fish.
0: I don't know. We really on our southern stuff today, right? I know.
1: We got us a Marlin now. Yeehaw. <laughs> and I'll be like, this sounds like a legitimately good dude. Um, He's hitting like all these check boxes. You feel comfortable, feels loving and supporting. And I'm going to tell my client, like, do you like this individual? Yes. And so we slowly talk about what is love? What is love? And they're like, well, I'm not going to say that. I didn't ask you to say that, but it sounds like you do like them. So are we going to, like, kind of ask? Are we exclusive? Um, Is this going somewhere long-term? Like, what are we doing? So whenever I have my clients ask that what are we doing thing, you would be surprised at how many people run. Uh, It doesn't matter what gender. Um, Mm -hmm. But they run, and I'm like, fuck. You know, I'm just really not into like. I just don't want to date. I just want to have fun. Um, I used the wrong voice there, but it's like everyone wants to just have fun. I'm like, what does that actually mean? Um, and I have so sex, many. I, it's just sex. Yes, but I'm like.
0: It's also not commitment, right? It's just something that's not commitment yet, and you won't get your heart
1: broken. I know, but I'm like, so how does it? That my clients feel like they're being loved by the other person, but actually Mm -hmm. uh, the other person is just most morally mostly interested in being like sexual relations. But they love the other individual's companionship, but they don't Mm want to like commit to that companionship.
0: Yeah, because I feel well. Obviously, I mean, might have been hurt before by somebody else, something like that. True,
1: the other person that doesn't want to commit, maybe. Yep.
0: Yeah. Or um, you know, it's maybe for them. They check most of the boxes, um, but maybe they don't check them all and no. maybe they're waiting to see if there's somebody who does check them all.
1: Um, that brings yeah. up a good point. Cause I work with some clients in like Cali, New York, man, Chicago, like big metropolitan places. Yeah. Uh, and they'll be like, nah, there's just too many people. Like yeah. no one actually wants to commit because there's so many people in that area. And like, you know, if you find mm-hmm. one small thing, Eh-eh. yeah, like Jesus, like you met a really good individual. Yeah, I, I, the normal thing that I go through is I end up working with individuals that partner with someone and they both seem to be quite lovely and infatuated with each other
0: mm-hmm.
1: the one will ask what are we doing and the other one's like I don't know
0: mm-hmm.
1: like the other one just that can't do the maturity to grow they love the relationship and all that but they also they're not there yet they haven't grown up yet I'm talking like even like 30 olds 40 year olds 50 year olds Yeah, and some of the women I work with this would be like come on dude just fucking get with it. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the dudes like, yeah, you know, man, I just got a lot of trauma and shit like that. Like, I just don't know if I can love anyone. I'm like, motherfucker, mm-hmm. you bringing her shit while she's sick. Like, that's love.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, there's some love there. I don't know if you're in love, but there's some love there. And You, know, you keep texting my client and all this shit. I'm like, motherfucker, back up. Like, you know, you in or you out? <laughs> <laughs> you in or you out? Um, uh, and this is what it is, man. I guess I bring this up because I want to talk about love today. Mm-hmm. But it, I feel like all my clients, because they're all anxious good people, man, and they all get kind of destroyed because we'd be like, nah, as we opened up, and then, you know, my heart got trampled on." Like, hey, man, I'd rather you open up about some shit and that shit get trampled on now instead of his ass or her ass, their ass, wasting three years of your fucking time. But like, we, we might as well know now that they're, A jackass. Mm -hmm. So, I guess to figure out if we really enjoy someone, a lot of my clients are uncomfortable with love. Mm -hmm. Before we go into like the next set of questions of how to work with him and like his love issues and all that, what's going on. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess I kind of want to talk about with me and you, Spence, and then challenge everyone else, like pay attention here. And I want you all to write some, like legit, write some stuff down. This is a homework assignment I do with many of my clients, right? Remember, this is not therapy; it's just talking on a pod. You ain't suing our asses. We ain't got nothing to give you, no. Less, so, you know, fuck you. Um,
0: you're listening to this pod. Fuck you. <laughs> it's
1: like Pat McAfee. If you're listening to this pod, you're a fucking idiot because this is terrible. <laughs> um, so. But well, for real though, like Spence, you can do like think about it in your head for a second, and everyone mm-hmm. else. But how do you know you're in love with someone?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And what the fuck does that even mean? How do you know you're in love with someone? Mm-hmm. And, and I'll go through just a couple of different things. I'm just gonna list them off. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna deep dive into what I think love is, but in a second. But how do you know what love is? Is it sex? Is it infatuation? Is it you being obsessed with them? Is it the way they make you feel, think, experience? Is it the way you feel or is it the way you make them feel? Is it communication? Is it quality time? Is love like you thinking about how to make them smile? What is love? Is it, in my case, being protective? I know I love someone. Not necessarily in love, but I know I got love for you when I'm protective. Because now I care about your joy. And if I care about your joy, I want to make sure you maintain it. So I don't physically become protective, but mentally I become protective to make sure that you feel joy. So there's some random things. And I challenge everyone. And this is really hard for a lot of folks especially a lot of my clients that aren't connected with the emotions, lexithymia, any trauma issues, shitty taste in humans for dating. It yeah. makes you feel good. Like some of y'all be like, I've never been connected to anyone. And I'd like to challenge that. Cause like, you love a lot of things about a lot of people, a lot of people, a lot of people, mm. um, no. Spence. And I don't want to get you to step in any shit. So like, obviously be cautious. Um, Like, how do you know you love your partner? But think about it, and you don't have to be super articulate; just kind of spit shit out. But also, how do you know you love friends? How do you know you love moms? Right. I mean,
0: I mean, it's. I think as you get older, it's like, especially when you have partners, um, it's it's a little bit of everything. Um, Because when you're younger, it's like you just check certain boxes, right? yeah um you're not trying to fill the board or at least you i don't think you should yet because you know uh i think that when you're younger i think it's fine to you know see exactly who you like travel and things like that to really understand you know like there are different people in this world that you might like um i agree but um For me, it's a little bit of everything, Um, making sure that uh, my sense of humor comes off well with them, make them laugh. Um, But then also that when I want to have downtime with them, that we can do that um, by ourselves, right? I've talked about it multiple times, but having that, um, you know, being able to set our phones down uh, when we're with each other and then just you know being able to communicate with one another instead of being distracted by like our phones and stuff that goes a long way because then you can actually uh, get a connection with them instead of just being distracted all the time and acting like you have a connection with them Um and then I would also have to say um just being able to communicate well um you know if I can't be blunt and honest with you then how am I supposed to stay in a long-term relationship with you? Right. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's a lot of different things. Um, but, and I would also have to say, um, you know, when it comes to out of that, like friendships, you know, my mom and stuff like that, um, it's definitely more of trying to, um, It's it's i don't need to there's sometimes there's a difference especially with partners that you feel like you need to do stuff to make them love you um which sometimes is true sometimes like you gotta do certain things to make sure you know that yeah it's it's you know it's a tit for tat kind of thing in a way uh making sure that you know you're making each other happy
1: it's kind of equal to tit for tat making sure that one's not over-investing, right? You want equality within the love. Yeah.
0: yeah, exactly. And so, but when it comes to, like, friends and family and stuff like that, you don't really have to do that because you don't have to do that. Um, it's more about making sure that you're there more than anything, that you're there and that you are um, committed to those people. That's why I think. Because um, I usually treat my friends like my family, yeah. you know? I agree. And... Don't get me wrong i you know when it comes to communication sometimes i'm not the best at it yep. um but they still know that if they need anything that i'm there for them um but yeah
1: do you mind if i therapize some of the things that you said and, and articulate it in more of a feelings way sure. okay brace yourself folks <laughs> Be- uh, so, Dom, when you listen to this, I assume you'll be able to seek some validation from it. So you said that you enjoy quality time. You enjoy yeah. the mindfulness of an individual and like the being able to focus on each other, which mm-hmm. means that you enjoy, like you said, quality time communication. You enjoy knowing that they are listening to you and they are connected. You enjoy connectedness.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You enjoy the mutual respect for each other's time and moments when we're talking to each other. You mm-hmm. enjoy the emotional, and I've seen it, the physical intimacy without being sexualized. The mm-hmm. intimacy of both emotion and physicalness without being yeah. hypersexual, mm-hmm. which is very romantic for a lot of my clients, right? It's it's very romantic, very comforting and soothing knowing that you can be close without mm-hmm. m- meaning it going somewhere because a lot of clients get terrified. Well, if they mm-hmm. hug me, if he hugs me or we cuddle, then it's going to lead to sex. Well, it doesn't always have to. And I have to teach mm-hmm. a lot of my young folk to, what is physical intimacy and what is sexual intimacy? Two different things. Right. Um, you know that you love when she gives you that time, that patience, <laughs> that that love, meaning that she sees you, you see her. You love that she does things for you. She may buy you little gifts, trinkets, jokes. You <laughs> love the compatibility of feeling seen, when it comes to jokes, and you love the reciprocity in it. Mm-hmm. But the only way that you would ever get to reciprocity is because you both have trust in each other to say jokes and to go one, 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 one. There's also, a yep. uh, 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 in this, I always forget, I need to look at the camera. There's always <laughs> knowing that in this, to be joking and funny Mm -hmm. that there needs to be this, like, firm understanding, like, in good faith, I may make some jokes, but there will be no personal attack against you because I love you, I got your back, I would probably die for you in these moments, in these days, in these years. So good faith, Mm -hmm. so that means trust. How do you know that you Mm -hmm. love someone? Most likely you trust them. Mm -hmm. You trust them with your heart, your mind, your body, your emotions. You trust them with the time. You see them as something worth pouring into. So this is Spencer. Um, which is a lot of vulnerable stuff. How do I know? He didn't say this, but this is who he is. How do I know that he loves his friends? And they're not pointing at me. Mm -hmm. He shows up for them. He shows up for them uh, mentally if they need it, if they need consultation verbally, uh, if they need memes or reels, he shows up. When it's their gift, uh, when it's their birthday, Christmas, presents, right, that's there. Now he shows mm. you that he is thinking about you even when you probably are not thinking about him. Mm. That is what I would quantify as love, agape or platonic love, is because that person is hundreds of miles away and they may think about you, which means that you mean something to them. That is love. Mm. That is love that I feel like a lot of people don't actually have because they don't have friends that may do those things that they feel comfortable mm. with or around or they may show up. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of people are like, that's not love, right? Love is like sex. I'm like, nah, homie, that's sex. <laughs> that's that's when the dingles touch. <laughs> <laughs> <That's crazy>. Sorry. <laughs> but,
0: but I will say, though, is that cool. that does play a little bit oh, of a role. You
1: know? I'm just trying to separate yeah. that. Yeah,
0: and, it, you know, and I think intimacy, obviously, you know, plays a role and i've told you know I, I tell that to anybody who i'm with i'm like you know it does play a role with me oh yeah um, i'm not gonna lie and be like oh, i don't i,
1: I oh, no, don't know you need gotta be compatible this. I yeah i'm just trying to yeah. separate the two but you gotta be compatible right
0: right and you know and i'm just trying to make sure that people know that you know although sure. yes it's not a hundred percent what it is right it does play a role oh, wow. into your relationships um you yeah. know, because Even yeah, with your and I think having that honesty about it helps, too, though. Yeah, I think having honesty because, you know, some people are like, oh, I just I don't need sex and things like that. It's not a huge part of me. La, 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 la. I'm not a and sinner. I'm not a I would never.
1: I would never. It's like May I touch your breast? You know I, mean? I would never. You got a handful of giblets right now. Oh. <laughs> I would never do that. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> like, boy, like, you got a whole you're hand. you getting off on the lie, Jesus. <laughs> <Yeah>. Hey. Me. Um, <laughs> hey, but I, I'll finish this real quick. And then yep. moms, you know there's a lot of protection and love. Because oh, yeah. of what she's done for you, right? So there's some things that there's like a debt and there's some love for that and the things that they poured into you. Yep. There's a lot of different reasons on how you know you love someone. Mm-hmm. I remember having a human like, well, oh, I don't know if I love them. I said, you got some love for him. Why do you say that? Because I know every time you talk about them, you smile. Mm. I know you do these little stupid things and you make drawings for them. I know that you make them coffee every morning. I know that when they come home, you ask them about how their day is, and then you sit there and actually listen. That's love. Um, I know a lot of that. that's some of the versions of love. So I want you to think about what does it mean to you? How do you know that you actually like someone? How is it that they make you feel? What is it that you think about them? These are deep questions. Why do I ask (laughs) this? Because I've been working with clients, man, and they be like, I'm going to make a joke. I've been working with clients, and they be like, they ain't putting it on me like they used to. (laughs) And, uh, uh-uh, not in, on. (laughs) They ain't laying it on me. They ain't piping it up. (laughs) They ain't plumbing no more. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> fuck is it Mario Brothers in here yep both of them oh my God. <laughs> <You know? laughs> um, and so in actuality this is a big deal though sometimes folks will assume that you know if the sex slows down sexual intimacy slows down then the other person's not interested sometimes mm-hmm. the other person is having anxiety about something they're occupied Yeah, you know, a lot of good times in couples therapy the other person's probably battling depression not gonna lie the other person's battling depression um, I never get couples therapy where the other person like cheated on the other person. Like y'all usually yep. break up before you ever get. There's no point for couples therapy. Yep. I guess there is, but like that shit don't work out. Um, it usually comes to me is that the other person's like battling a lot of stuff, or the other person ha- is having a hard time opening up and talking. Um, yep. and I'll get like couples therapy on just communication stuff, or we'll get it on, um.
0: Hey, are you a nerd? Do you like pins? If you're like any of our followers and you said yes, you should check out our collaboration with Pinfinity. They have Power Rangers pins, Transformers pins, and for all of our bronies out there, My Little Pony pins. Go check out our link tree or use our code DSP to get 20% off your Pinfinity order today. Hey, hey. This is your co-host, Spencer, and I'm bringing you a special message from our collaborator, Silver Dollar Candles. They have great scents to go with great messages, just like Best Dad Ever, True Crime and Chill. And my personal favorite, when this candle is lit, give me that d- You can also make your own candle and message that fits you. So go use our link in our link tree to get your order placed with Silver Dollar Candles today.
1: Kind of like both of them don't really know where to go, and one of them's gonna move or do this and that, and so it's like an existential issue. Like, what are we doing? Where are we going? And so there's a mm. lot of anxiety around that. But I bring up the sexual stuff because I have clients who be like, you know, you know, we smashing all the time. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, man, that's how I know I love someone. I mean, you know, I'm like. Now, that, that's how you know you like the sex. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> the love is all the stuff a little bit after. And they're like, oh. And I said, this, this, it could be one of the same, but also let's separate the two Yeah. to see if you like all this other stuff. Uh, and so that becomes a very interesting topic for a lot of folks. Um, it reminds me of the meme, specifically of like uh, folks of color, Spence, when they'd be like, I see it all the time with like Latinas. Uh like they'll be cooking or something in the kitchen, and like the husband walks mm-hmm. by and she'll be like, Who are you cheating with? And he's like, What are you talking about? She's like, You ain't smack my ass like you always smack. Why who you you seeing someone else, motherfucker? Like, what are you doing? It's the funny.
0: Someone else's ass, yeah, not because mm-hmm. yeah,
1: she like sticks it out there, you no, know, knowing it's coming. And the funny thing is, is that They'll show the real, and it's an over-dramatization, right? This is all sarcasm, uh, the real, obviously, right? Because right? it's like the internet. But, like, he always smacks her tush, always smacks her tush, or, or she always smacks his tush, whatever. He always smacks his tush. And then that one time they don't, Why, well, you know, it's 2023, man, right? <laughs> I he thought old, um, smacking his
0: own ass. It, there, well, but... <laughs> no, I'm talking
1: about this is a different couple now. It's two dudes. Okay. Yeah, I was like, "What? We ain't had our normative on
0: this motherfucker today." He'd look in the mirror like, "Why haven't you slapped my I know. ass and again?" Like,
1: "Why didn't you slap my ass?" Or he didn't. Yeah, and so it can get confusing. Like, "What's wrong? Do you uh-huh. not love me anymore?" It's like, "I got to take a shit." I ain't think about smacking your ass. <laughs> <laughs> <That> was... <laughs> Obviously, I'm being sarcastic again. Um, <laughs> sure. But I have a lot of people always talking about how when the sexual intimacy goes down, maybe they're falling out of love which could be true. But I also like people to quantify what they think love is and are those things still there? And is the relationship still worth it? Is this still your person that you feel comfortable with? Do you still enjoy all these things? The Mm -hmm. intimacy issues we can work on because there's probably something getting in the way. Mm -hmm. And we probably need to work on that quicker, sooner rather than later, because then it could lead to people feeling neglected. And maybe they might want to step out, stuff like that. Communication, Spencer said, is the biggest key, is the Mm -hmm. biggest key. Communication. Um, this young man in this story is scared. He is scared to open up, which leads to the second scene where he's talking about his mom and why he loves her. And he starts saying numbers, you know what, I'm just going to talk about my mom and how much I love her and what she did for me and how scary it is that I'm going to lose her. So we've already talked about love. Um, this scene makes me think is about the scary evidence Inevitability, like Thanos, it's, I'm inevitable, uh, of Pops, and the deterioration of his muscles. So this was a tough scene for me to watch, the, when he does the eulogy. I was like, Jesus, mm-hmm. man, to watch someone deteriorate is not fun. I was talking to the homeboy the other day, Spence. Mm-hmm. I, You know, I put this out of my mind, because it was gross. And then Pops plays it down, but we were at Walmart like last year and then we were just waiting in line for like medication and then he just started shaking. And I watched him and he didn't stop and I was like what is going on? like pop what are you doing? What? Mm-hmm. I was like what was that? I didn't know if that was Parkinson's. I didn't know what that was and some neurological thing. I've never seen him do it again. Mm-hmm. That was probably the most terrified I've been uh, other than him falling a few times. The falls are scary because you're, like, worried about concussions and CTE, dementia and all that long-term, but, like, the shake thing was scary. And so you see someone's body go away. Why am I talking about this? Because we all know the inevitability of our family members dying, our friends leaving, right, relationships. We all fear those things. Do you stop loving? Do you shut it down like Oliver and you're just like, nope, I'm never going to really feel that pain ever again because I don't want to be hurt. So he shoves away the girl, puts the emotions away, tries to kiss her, tries to control his numbers, right? He always pivots away from emotions. Mm-hmm. You can do that. I'm completely fine with it. But make sure if you're getting in love with a partner, right, getting into something that they know that you have issues with handing over some of the emotional goods. No, because they're scared of being hurt. I know what's coming. We all know what's coming, right? You don't want to think about it, but we will lose well, this is horrible. We will lose everyone we love. It it's just what happens in life. Life is not, not the funnest. So, these emotions, these things. How do you know you love people, and do you keep moving forward? It's like the podcast we did on. Mm, 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 What's it called? Is the blue guy? That was like the superhero Avatar. that we. No, no, it was uh, the blue guy for D.C., um, the TV series you had me watch based on Tulsa. Watchmen? Watchmen. So he said, hey, we're going to have a wonderful 10 years together. We're going to have beautiful children. Mm-hmm. But it will be a tragic loss at the end. says, do you want to mm-hmm. do it? She said, 10 years? He said, yep, 10 years, but it will end no matter what. And she's thinking, I can mm-hmm. change and alter this. She said, fuck it, let's do it. 10 years, let's let's live. And they have a wonderful mm-hmm. life. Um, and then it's like the worst tragic ending of all times. And you have to think to yourself, was it worth it? Whenever I push clients, Spencer, to open up, I try to get them to be real and authentic because them hiding and bullshit in this relationship and playing these anxious mind games of who loves who and, and you know, us not being exclusive and all that, you hate it anyways. So why don't we try to like push for like some realness? Doesn't matter what gender. And you know if that's your person or not. And then you can build something real and good. And if it ends and when it does end and you're miserable, you're miserable because that's how much it meant to you. You only grieve things you love. Grief is love. So. I enjoyed this show because it was really good. Not necessarily about his love for her, but his love for his mother. And how he Mm -hmm. can't even talk to her about the cancer. It was a wonderful show about grief and some of these emotional issues and him becoming so controlling and shut off. And he kind of like hates his brother because his brother's happy-go-lucky. A lot of very small, fine details of the mental health impacts. And so I pushed you, Spence, and I therapized some of the things. Mm -hmm. Love is interesting. And I think, like me and Spencer always talk about, it's the small things. Love's the small things. Small things. When my boy comes over and I offer him food and a drink, and then we play, we shoot Nerf balls at each other and hit each other in the fucking in the balls with Nerf balls. That's love.
0: <laughs> it's, it's real love, right there. Uh,
1: shot him, shot him once right in the taint. <laughs> Close was on. Close was on. Uh,
0: lucky, lucky <laughs> yeah, guy.
1: Um. I mean, that's love. We go get some food. We sit down, watch and scroll sports. I mean, it's a lot of love in those moments. Plus, there was the emotional stuff. There's the stuff that we talked about. There was the hugs. There's a lot of stuff. All right. It's the jokes, the comfortability. Love for me is a lot of things. But I know I love you when I feel like I want to do something to make sure that you feel joy. Or I want to make you help you achieve and I'll write letters of recommendation. To me, that's love. I coach you to be a better person and set better boundaries in your relationships. I coach you to and therapize you to make sure you don't hurt yourself, kill yourself, right? This, this love some students. I, I'll be honest. Some students easier to love. Mm. I don't remember what movie it was. I feel like it was, uh, I feel like it was, I can't remember her name. It's the, she plays the evil person in the DC films, Uh black woman. She's also plays like the best, like black mom ever.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah I There's
1: the one was, movie yeah. where she goes, John, you're just so easy to love. I'm pretty sure it was her. You're just so easy to love. <laughs> we also seen it in that Mike Tyson show where he goes, you're just so easy to love kid. When you say that to a human and I know like some of them are just awesome. Some of them are assholes. Hmm. Damn, everyone loves an asshole. We all got them. And they stink. <laughs> uh, I don't know how that tied into the show. Neither do I. I don't know, but I said it. <laughs> so, obviously, I got a little emotional there for a minute, but I'm regulated now. Um, Spence, hopefully you didn't mind me, like, therapizing some of the stuff, because I put you out there.
0: Uh, okay.
1: You look punk. <laughs> I don't care. I don't give a shit. <laughs> but that's how we do it. That's how we yeah. do it. That's how we figure out what the fuck we like and we don't like. And then you find these people you feel comfortable with. And then, fuck, man, shoot or shoot. Hockey term. Baseball term. No, not baseball. Basketball.
0: Basketball, you jackass.
1: Well, ho- and they say it a lot in hockey, too.
0: Shoot or shoot. I know, but not baseball. baseball. Hey, man. Shoot your shoot.
1: Shoot it dang.
0: Actually, like, don't do that. Actually, yeah. don't, don't.
1: Yeah, no. T- take Just butt, motherfucker. Just butt. You ain't got to swing at everything. It's like me on Tinder, swinging at everything. <laughs> right, 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 <laughs> right, 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 Bobby, where are you in here? Like, Bobby. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Super like. <laughs>
0: oh I only get one of those, so you're lucky. <laughs> I only
1: get one of those, it just for you, Bobby. <laughs> got it. Oh, I'm not even gonna say his nickname. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, Spence, do you want any uh, lemon pepper to put on this potato?
0: On the potato. <laughs> <laughs> just,
1: I did not mean that as a gay. Like, Indo- you just did two
0: food references at once. Yeah. Well,
1: you can put some lemon pepper on a potato now.
0: That sounds terrible. <laughs> that sounds horrible.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> Do you want to put any sour cream on these beans? Um, <laughs> That's love. That's love. Folks. Wow. Oh,
0: wow. That's, that's love. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, I guess just <laughs> don't rush into anything, Correct. any relationship that you're in, whether it's Correct. friendship or, you know, having a partner. Don't rush into it never works out that way take your time and if they're in a rush for something then maybe that's a sign that you know maybe they're needing something at that moment that you know you can't give so and that's okay there are lots of people
1: it's okay have a conversation about if it's not your thing that's fine
0: and it's important to have those conversations especially if you know it's having those those moments and conversations about exactly what you like and sometimes we like to hide the stuff that we like because we feel like mm-hmm. then it ruins something with this person that may you know may or not be attractive in several different ways right yep. but you know I think that uh I think at the same time we should always try to make sure that we're happy ourselves and then you know tend to whoever else it is so
1: yeah i I also highly advise folks shop shop around shop
0: around yeah yeah it's not like you know just like have sex with a person but at the same time talk to multiple people say who's who you you know
1: what do you like what do you don't like right do you i like it when he licked my ear like that (laughs) no like do you like funny people weird people odd people you like big folk Small folk, you like redheads, you like brunettes, you know, you like motherfucker with a job. Hopefully you like motherfucker with a job. <laughs> Don't bring no motherfucker home. A, a homeless job. man. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 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 hey, you know, it, it a pipe now. Not <laughs> <laughs> being serious. Like, it's super yeah. fine to date. And I get there's a lot of bad <laughs> things about uh, different genders dating around. But if you want to find a partner that you know you got vibes with and connections with, sometimes you have to shop around a little bit. What do they Mm. say? Sometimes you got to kiss a few princes before you find that. No. Frogs. You got to kiss a few frogs before you find your prince. i kiss some princes, too, now. (laughs) My dad's going to be like, I'm done with this shit.
0: (laughs) And on that that lovely note, that whimsical note.
1: (laughs) You know, you date thing one, date thing two. (laughs) All right, we're done.
0: All right. With that, thank you, everybody, for joining us today. Um... Go check out our collaborators. You can get up to twenty percent off your whole entire order. Uh if you use our code DSP or DSP twenty or by going through our link. Also, don't forget to check out our great merch. You're different, but not less.
1: Not less. You're not you you're not less. God love all hate children. I'm <laughs> completely joking. We're not super religious. I'm sorry. <laughs>
0: And uh, we have a few new cool things that are coming out. So check them out. If you are a sports fan, you might like it. um Or if you just live in Minnesota or Michigan, you might recognize some of these colors. Hey, you, you might, maybe. If you
1: like purple or blue, you might like it too. There you go. See, Man, look at I that. Look at you. I legitimately love the color purple. There's no joke. Okay.
0: I, I didn't know. I I was waiting for it. Nope, there was okay. the tone there. I was like, nope. wait a minute. Well, no, I
1: legitimately love purple. Favorite color. Okay.
0: Well, there you go. Uh, see? If I can do it. Um, thank you, everybody, for joining us. Uh, I'm Spencer. That's Nas. This is the Different Spectrums Podcast.
1: All right, everyone. As you know, much love and take care of yourselves. Or don't. It's completely up to you, folks. Yeah.
0: So, hey, go check out the video over here. Uh, yeah. Right there, right there. Go ahead check it out.
1: Click on it. It's curated just Click for it. you. Click Please. it, fucker. <laughs>